special episode of Hook Cooks. I am Mitch the Monster Chef and I am terribly sorry to announce tonight that in the kitchen of creativity our soft serve machine is out of order. Tonight's dessert will be hard ice cream. I wanted to get that painful stuff out of the way because the rest of the meal is sure to be a doozy. And who have we got preparing it for us tonight? Uh, I am Dishbot. Tonight I will be playing the role of Jack. Um, You've Turn my entire world upside down. I thought ice cream was just soft. Now I'll have to reapproach pretty much everything. Yeah, firmness has always been something that you've been challenged by. We know. Mm. I'm Connor, your larder critter. I've been sampling roadside mosses, and let's just say I'm liking the lichen. I lick one. I'm hiking. Uh, enough about me, though. Uh, we have an extra chef here in the kitchen with us tonight, Mitch. That's right. Joining us in the kitchen of creativity tonight is a special guest who needs no introduction, but will get one anyway, because that's just how we roll. She's part of the incredibly creative team at Chuck Chip Studios, who are behind the self-proclaimed pop culture parody murder mystery musical the art of murder a gorgeously animated short series coming out very soon please join me in welcoming our guest Nirali. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. And thanks for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. We're very excited to have you here. I'm Nirali. Um, I'm the co-founder of Chuck Chip Animation Studios in Melbourne. Um, like Mitch said, right now we're making um, the uh, 2D animated series, which is a pop culture murder mystery musical, um, which will be airing this summer. And if uh, anyone's interested in learning more about the series, please follow us or like check out our social media. Um, you can find us at Chalk Chip Animation on YouTube and Instagram and Chalk Chip Anim on Twitter because of the lower um, like character count. <laughs> <laughs> because of Twitter's weird rules. Couldn't yeah. quite get the whole, the whole run in there, so. <laughs> Thanks, Elon. Thanks, Elon. Okay. Yeah, well... To be fair, it was that way before. Okay, we can't blame Elon for this. You're off the hook, Elon. Elon. For this one, for this one thing only. Okay, for this one, you're off the (laughs) hook. Okay, well, it is time to roll up our sleeves for another shift here in the Hook Cook Kitchen. I am excited, as always I am, to take a pre-prepared prompt from our producer, Vinny. Well, normally Vinny, but this time our guest, Narelli, and turn that into a fun, farcical, and oftentimes frenetic radio play segment that we call The Plate Up. If you'd like to submit your own prompt in for hookery and or cookery, you can shoot that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com or reach out to us across the socials with at hook underscore cooks. Speaking of that prompt, chefs, BFFs and guests, let's get cooking. What are we working with? Nirali, would you like to do the honours? This is your prompt. Oh, yes. Um, So today the prompt is sock of mystery. Sock of mystery. That's right. Yeah. Sock of mystery. Okay. The sock that keeps on socking. <laughs> the sock that keeps <laughs> sock on rocking. Keeps on 
I, 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 am, um, I am the only one here that doesn't know the prompt. I am absolutely uh, knocked off of my mystery socks with this sock of mystery. Um, I am aware that all of you have a little something to share with me that you've pre-prepared. Um, do you want um, to show me uh, something that we prepared earlier? Um, I'll go through uh, our regular players and then, Narelli, you can tell me what you've got for sock of mystery. Um, Jack, uh, what have you got? Uh, 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 lay it on me. Well, yeah, I'll start. I'll start with the bad stuff, right? I'll start with the uh, let, yeah, best uh, before yesterday. Give, give the, me, give me that stanky. Things. Give me the stankiest Leftover. of your your leftovers. Give me the things that you thought of when you weren't really thinking. I want yeah. to know about the the bad stuff first. Uh, what have you got? All right, sock of mystery is the signature move of Mystico, a supernatural crime-fighting pugilist from the Bronx. His dad is David Blaine, his mom is an honest-to-God demon, and he was raised by magical wolves? Mark, exclamation point. What? One punch from Mystico will knock you into next week. Or will it? <laughs> okay. There's a lot going on there. He was raised by wolves, question mark? Magical wolves, Ooh. question mark, oh. exclamation point. Of the question mark and exclamation point. <laughs> you, you've got ha to have a question mark and an exclamation point. Yeah. That's what brings and the you mystery. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let me get this right. Sock here. Yeah, like yeah. a punch. It's a punch. Rob yeah. sock him. Oh, I, I intended it as a single sock, well, I'm, but you can interpret it either this way. Is, yeah. it, uh, here, we, um, we take ingredients and we find uh, unique, uh, exciting ways to apply them, um, such as inventing a, a hero that punches mystery into things. Yeah, the way I was sort okay. of imagining it, and I don't want to, I don't want to spend too much time. <laughs> we on should this, probably not the bad spend time. ingredient. Okay, but the way I was imagining it was that he'd have like, like you know, the knuckle tattoos, but it would be like a magic eight ball, and he'd like shake his fists, and it'd be like, oh, big punch, or like, uh oh. Okay, I hate it punch. now. I hate it now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm completely off it now. I hate it. That's oh, a, uh, it. No, no, I'm. I'm way back on board. You're back yeah, on yeah, board. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Do like the sock being punch instead because yeah. it's like you don't you don't know what the attack's gonna be right it's an attack of mystery that's Ooh. the point I, so. I can see it like a comic book art page where they've been punched and instead of it being like pow it's just like boo <laughs> <laughs> yeah. question mark exclamation <laughs> point question mark exclamation point <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's your uh, first and worst Mitch your best before yesterday's okay okay so the sock of mystery this is the sock that lives in my washing machine which combines its alluring scent and the powerful art of negging to drag individual socks away from their soulmates. Get it? Soulmates. Then it murders them and hides the bodies. At least this is what I presume happens to my missing socks. As I said, it's a mystery. But okay. maybe, I think, maybe the truth is out now. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. And so, I'll, I'll see I'll see the, that idea for when I get into my good ideas later. Is that that's <laughs> not a bad idea. So, so <laughs> on the record, early early on yeah. you're going to say that there are elements of this one that you think are, Definitely are good. Are good. Okay. I think. Uh, I think that I've got I'm solving a little mystery of my own here about <laughs> what you might have cooking in yeah, your yeah, actual yeah. segment. Um, I'm not surprised you've gone for the the lone uh, sock. Uh, that disappears and reappears, that seems to fade between the phantom threads. Um, do you uh, 
have does it punch anyone or fight crime? I mean, it does use uh, its alluring scent and the powerful art of negging to drag individual socks away from yeah. their soulmates. I so. didn't want to focus too much on the fact <laughs> I mean, you did make the sock. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a bad sock, right? Like, <laughs> these really socks. bad sock. <laughs> That's a pretty. Like, so, like, people do the other socks know who this sock is, or is it just like a shadowy figure that appears, like, and just like look. Every time I ask them, socks. they just uh, they 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 won't talk about it. <laughs> it sounds like a terrible sock. It's the, it's the most annoying <laughs> sock in the in the hamper. It's not really a mystery, is it, guys? Where is like, it? Who, well, where the mystery is, is where it hides the bodies. Like, Crimes. <laughs> <laughs> terrible pickup artist sock. Well, with that Sorry. sock deposited into the garbage. Um, firmly where it belongs, as stinky and wrinkly, um, but with redeeming qualities, as <laughs> outlined by Jack. Let's get on to the meat and potatoes. Uh, Norelli, since uh, you've waited so patiently through such great ideas, would you mind letting us know your meat and potatoes? My idea is so that there's this certain kingdom and there's a single sock that has a very unique pattern on it. A pair of this sock has never been found, and for generations, people have been searching the world, looking for the pair of this mysterious sock. Whoever wore this sock would get flashes of visions, which people came to interpret as clues about the location of the second sock. It is rumored that whoever wears boat socks will be given a great power, though what power this is, or whether or not this is even true, is a mystery. Wow, <laughs> that's so good, man! That's I awesome. love the like. It's like Excalibur, but a sock. Like people like go up to this sock and put it in on and yeah. like these visions. I, I love the yeah, so cool. getting little visions, and they just assume that that means that's where the other sock is. But it could be anything, <laughs> could really. Be. Yeah, yeah, that's it fantastic. could be. It could be like the end of the world or something. But. <laughs> Yeah, all the visions are of the back of the washing machine. I really like the idea of the uh, special pattern. So, and, and this idea of like valiant and noble or, or, or um, very wise people coming up and putting on this like special sock and then rolling around on the floor in visions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, before we get too into um, uh, finding this this pair, I want to find um, what my uh, co-chefs here have on offer. Uh, what are your meat and potatoes? Mitch, do you mind starting us off? What do you got? Nobody knew who you were until you put on the sock. You were nothing but a low-ranking cop who failed upward to become a bad detective. You weren't smart. You weren't clever. You weren't canny. And then things turned around. You were making connections in cases that everyone else missed. You were ahead of the game, a bright star in a shitty force. Your secret? A sock puppet you found in a locked evidence drawer. You'd pulled it on one day as a joke, and then it introduced itself. It knew things. Clues. Evidence. Things no simple sock puppet should know. It was your secret weapon, and then, just as you were about to make the biggest bust of your career, it disappeared. Now you've got 24 hours to crack the case and locate your missing secret weapon, ideally without people finding out the terrible truth about you and your MIA partner, Shersock Holmes. Oh, you had me, you had me right up until the end. Yeah, That was awesome. Wow. 
would watch that. It's so interesting. <laughs> it's really good. I'm so mad at you. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> was it worth it, Mitch? Yes. Was it worth it to ruin yeah. the whole thing? You had such a brilliant yeah, heavy little package right there. The I gotta tell you, none of that idea would have happened without me coming up with Sherlock Holmes first and then making a story yeah, in order to. Never heard, heard the phrase "kill your darlings." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, I really like that, Norelli. What, what's your uh, feedback uh, for Mitch's idea here? I like Sherlock Holmes. Yay! Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! Dang it! The balance of power has been disrupted. Drawn <laughs> in a ringer. I think it's like I feel like I pictured him at the start being like a really like suave sock, and then after hearing her Sherlock Holmes, though, like his image immediately became more comedic. He's got like the googly eyes, but like. <laughs> He's saying, like, really serious stuff, but the eyes are just, like, googly. Yeah. The idea about this, like, man talking to his sock puppet, and the sock puppet has googly eyes, and they're talking about, like, terrible crime scene clues, and, like, yeah. looking back and forth, and the sock puppet's eyes are just, like, all over the place. Um, that's beautiful. Thank you, Norelli. I love it. I'm extremely disappointed that we've allowed someone into our ranks that will support Mitch's terrible puns, but I guess it is a, a, a balancing of the scales. Yeah. Let's let's move right along. Uh, Jack, I've got to know, what have you got for your meat and potatoes with Sock of Mystery? Alrighty, here we go. The listener and their crew are animated sock puppets charged with the care and well-being of the entire wardrobe. A number of socks have been reported missing from the laundry, and these stalwart stockings are on the case. Brave the perils of the home from unwitting humans to chew happy chows and track down the sock of mystery. Okay, this is good. This is good. This actually fits into exactly what I was thinking anyway. So your whole story is pretty much the connective tissue that I was going to suggest that exists between Mitch and Norelli's here. You've got the detective sock that disappears and you have to go find your your partner. But Mm. in my head, that sock has disappeared to find its pair, right? Oh, yeah. To find the missing sock. Um Sock puppet pair. Exactly. Yeah. It's like we've only been introduced to this one sock puppet. Maybe they've been playing you as a schmuck to try and reunite with their pair and pull off a heist, Ooh. maybe. <laughs> maybe you pull to a heist. Maybe the sock puppet was evil the whole time, but it was only making you think it was good and it was trying to like lead you to its other sock puppet pair, which would you know, cause all calamity or something like that. They've been doing the murders, these two sock puppets. Uh, We've done a couple noirs before. This is trending Mm. noir. I feel like we might be be trickling along the piano keys, the ivories here, to order noir. Um, Before we go all the way into that, uh, is there like, we said Excalibur before? Could we have it that it's like set in Excalibur times? And it's like old knights pulling on a sock to try and <laughs> find the wizard's power or what have you. It may, so, maybe uh, like, yeah, they're old fantasy characters, <clears throat> but the sock puppets are like modern detectives. <laughs> <laughs> like they've come from the future. Ooh, future is even better. <laughs> Time travel element. I like future even. Well, wait. We have a we have a decree against time travel on this show. Mm. We've tried it before, and it's very hard to do improv about time travel. We've learned. Makes sense. <laughs> it turns out 
takes a lot of time to write a story about time travel. I think if there's ever a time travel instance in my life, it will be me going back in time to warn myself about time travel plots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, okay. no, I'm kind of into it. Damn you, Mitch <laughs> and Norelli, you guys conspiring against us. You've got stories happening in two distinct thi- like time zones with like yep. the Excalibur angle. They're trying to find their miss, like the missing sock, and then the like modern detective is trying to find. And like the two socks have like, like joined, like brought the two worlds together. You know, so they're trying to find a bridge in time. Yeah, like one sock only ever existed in the past, and the other sock only ever existed in the future. Are you saying that it's um? They're, they are a pair and they're two separate socks, but they exist in separate points in time. So they're trying to yeah. time tra- do some sci-fi garbage to, to, to become a pair yeah. of socks. <laughs> yeah. I love this. And solve, solve time crime. <laughs> solve time crime. Yeah. <laughs> solve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm really into um, the idea of the two socks being like separated. Yeah. It's like they've got to like find Merlin or the Hydron Collider <laughs> and <Yes>. like <laughs> and use those two powers know, together to make a bridge. Sort of, yeah, bring bridge. these two socks together and then someone puts them yeah. on and it's like, oh, these I, are comfy. That's really cool, actually. It's like so one side's like a almost Stranger Things break into the lab like yeah. kind of angle and then another story's being told that's like set in the like full-blown King Arthur past yeah. with people, like, trying to do a spell. And these two things happen simultaneously and cause this, like, time bridge. Yeah. To bring these two socks together yes. in the middle. That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. And they, they just end up in, like, the Renaissance. And, yeah, they're so- just Leonardo da Vinci's <laughs> socks. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. It's fucking dumb. I like it a lot. It ends with Leonardo da Vinci like drinking a cup of tea, kicking his feet up, and he's just wearing the like like the paisley socks or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. It's like a it's like a Looney Tunes like closing shot. The googly eyes are still on the socks. Ah, that's so good. All right, let's get the details in. We've got two simultaneous narratives. Oh yeah. So. Are the, like, sock puppets talking to the court of King Arthur and I, I don't know if it's detectives <laughs> in the in the modern world or if it's, like, scientists or just, like, I don't know, maybe some rambunctious teens? I think <laughs> I I, because I said Stranger Things, I've put my own yeah. brain into, like, uh, there's, like, a bunch of 80s kids on one yeah. end and then on the other end you have King Arthur's round table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is the sock, like controlling the person or is the sock separate to the person and does the person know that the sock is a separate entity well what do you reckon separate entity Um, possession separate entity probably okay so i I really do like the idea of the simultaneous socks trying to reunite over time what i'd like is for both of the socks to be tricking the people right so that their only goal is to unite so the teens think they're going to this Hadron Collider to save the world, you know, and the knights think that they're going to find the Holy Grail, right? And they're both groups are being tricked, essentially. Yeah, mm. to make the socks meet. One thing I wonder, and did the socks start as Leonardo da Vinci's socks and then he sent them back and forwards through time just 
because he's that kind of guy. Maybe he was like testing time travel, right? And so he did it with socks because they're like, you know, worthless. But in the process, they became sentient. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we want to do a side salad? Oh, yes, please. Um, Jack, could you give us some context? Yeah, so the side salad is uh, my mom's way of making sure we get our greens. Uh, she's given us uh, a number of prompts that we sort of add on top of whatever idea we've come up with. We've got this spinning wheel here, so we'll, we'll spin and, and we'll get whatever my mom has decided to foist upon us uh, this week. <laughs> so away we go. On oyster oh. sauce greens. Chocolate is life. It's the side salad for this week. So somehow we are going to have to find a way to work in the fact. Your mum gave us the chocolate is life. That's not healthy at all. Uh, what was it? Chocolate, chocolate is life. Is life. <laughs> um, oh, chocolate is life. Okay, so now we need to find a way to interpret this prompt, chocolate is life into our sock-based uh, time reunification plot. Oh, oh, what about this? What about if the socks were not trying to find each other, but they were trying to find, like, this child who used to own them, and the child's favorite food was chocolate, so they used this chocolate as a clue to try and find their original owner, who, like, they love. Oh, so the chocolate is the clue back yes. to their life. Right. This little girl who loves yeah. chocolate. Okay. Oh, I like that a lot. They sort of use it to like triangulate where they're going. Yeah, they've got like the wrapper or something. Like a bit of the wrapper that went, that like yeah. survived whatever the time thing was. <laughs> yeah. And they both have one half of the wrapper from like 17, 17 fr- Florence. Or whatever, like a so chocolate maker. It doesn't have maker. to be in the middle. It can just I'm be trying like to get Leonardo kid. da Vinci. <laughs> Da Vinci's yeah. been looked over for too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get between me and my Leonardo's. <laughs> Don't get between me and my Leos, man. Um, yeah, I, I think that's I think great. that's a really good idea. They both yeah. have this half of a chocolate. And, it- and so they're like, it's like this very rare chocolate or something like that. So they're trying to eat all these different chocolates that they come across. See, I'm, Wait, I'm so okay. Like, that- if the, they've got the wrappers of the chocolate. I, I'm on board with that. As soon as you have sock puppets <laughs> eating chocolate, I'm out of here. I that's can't, fair, I can't be a part of that. Like that's- well, I kind of, I kind of like because that idea would it would mean that this is this is like one stop on their sort of like long long journey through time to get back toward each other. They're like going to different times to taste different bits of chocolate to figure out what oh, year they Oh, I like in. that. Like, okay, that's that's pretty that's, that's pretty that's beautiful. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, I don't think it was like back in Arthurian times, but maybe, we got to check. Maybe the next chocolate will be the last, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I I really like that idea. You've got essentially quantum leaping socks that are like going to different points in history and trying to like, it's almost this, this romantic story of these socks trying to reunite in time and find the chocolate shop that the, the child that they were the socks for Mm. disappeared on. And that way you can make them like fun, kind of bright colored socks. I don't know what socks they have in definitely Florence, Jack, but I'm sure they'd be (laughs) brightly colored. Um, Especially, you know, with googly eyes. Yeah, it's, I think the googly eyes probably got a di- like added throughout the sentience <laughs> process. I don't yeah. think they were just there before. Found go- 
So, so we think the the socks are still separated, right? They've gone to mm-hmm. different timelines mm-hmm. to sort of taste all these different chocolates, mm. and then their plan is to reunite in yeah. the middle. Because I, well, I I've, think they've been separated, and yeah. the only way that they will reunite is by coming back to the same point in time, right? Because they're yeah, like the timeline stat- of the the mm. child that they they're- originally. Yeah, so they're trying to taste their way Little back Leo. to that point because they know that that's that's the only reference point they have for each other. But are they eating it? And they're like, oh, no, granularity, <laughs> fifty six over sixty. Mm, uh, it looks like. It looks like this is probably about 64 years off. Let's I keep going. I think we can be a little bit more fanciful with it and just have it be a vibe. I think I think for that purpose, even though I like the socks, like, like monging on a piece of chocolate and grinding it up, I think having a half of the wrapper each... And whenever yeah. they arrive somewhere, they don't they weren't sentient beforehand, so they don't know like where they really come from. They are mm. just checking that time period. Oh, for that, that makes rapper, sense too. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. once they realize, okay, so I don't think it's gonna be here, that's when they give up on that timeline and try to jump again. Right. Yeah. So we've joined both socks at the point where they're giving up on on believing yeah. that this po- like point will have the the secret. So yeah. if you actually get one of the socks to reveal their intent, maybe one of them tells us <laughs> what's going on. Uh, that'd be great. They can say, you know, every time we jump, we we spend you know hundred years looking for this this shop, and if we just don't think we're gonna find it, we jump again. Um, yeah. And then maybe like in this iteration, one of the rambunctious kids had like a holiday in Italy and is like, oh, I, I think I I know that chocolate shop. You know, it's been there for ages and ages. Because I feel like we want to sort of be at the final jump. Uh, okay, okay, cool. So what you'd need to do, right, is you'd need to, from both sides of time, answer the riddle. So mm. from the forward, you'd have to have one of the kids go, hey, my dad um, has a candy bar from a shop in Florence, like some historical shop, but you'd also need some Arthurian guy to be like, Florencio, your children will make great <laughs> chocolate one day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <You know? that's> cool. <laughs> Uh, and then they go. That's that's where it'll be. And then Bam. they they can like try to. You know, and that's yeah. then they plot the heist on the uh, the hadron collider and kill the kids and kill the kids. Um, kill uh, the round yeah. table of knights. Kill Lancelot, uh, yeah. Merlin, King Arthur. Kill uh, Leonardo and everyone in Florence, Italy. <laughs> the third act it takes like a sharp left turn from like a sweet. Um, reun- reuniting story to like a horror. You, you thought yeah. this was a sweet we're the two most notorious sucks throughout all time and finally <laughs> we will be you reunited. Think they're trying to, like, you think they're trying to like reunite with this kid because they like love them but they actually just like want revenge for something so it's been like a revenge story the whole time. <laughs> you never washed your feet. Um, I, re- I really like the, the socks uh, through time, reuniting mm. based off a chocolate wrapper from like um, Renaissance Florence. Um, I think that that is absolutely the the core parts of the story. Um, I want to narrow down one last thing. Perhaps this can be left to the listeners' imagination, but I want it set in stone for our musings. Norelli, what is the print on these socks? I want to know what the socks mm. look like, and I want you to have the final executive Ooh. decision. Go nuts. Mm, maybe in keeping with the chocolate theme, there's just, like, chocolate bars around, because 
if this kid loved chocolate, you assumed she may have bought like chocolate patterned socks. Mm. Oh, that's cute. That's and they're in like a uh, like little chocolate wrappers and ca- like little chocolate bars on the. That's great. I love that. And yeah. candy bar prints. And then it'll be very um, uh, a great contrast as this sock is like trying to be serious and it's covered in like <laughs> sweets and treats. Okay. Um, uh, whenever we head into the plate up, we designate like a sequence or a scene within the story that we've kind of put together um, that will push into the plate up. Um, Norelli, you are our guest and I would love for you to do the honours. We normally have a bit of a chat about it. We'll feel it out. But do you have a segment of this story that you think would be best for the plate up? Like a scene to like realize? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. imagining the mom and these socks can communicate with each other in time, right? We decide on that. Sure. Yeah. We, we, we have now. Lock it in. Why not? Yeah. Awesome. Why not? Yeah. It's all just made up. <laughs> no, it's, it's a real story. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me check the script. <laughs> all right. What, what do you think? Uh, what scene speaks to you? Okay. So you have these two socks across time mm. and this one sock is talking to the guy who he's like come to befriend who's helping him like journey through time yeah. and this person stops that uh, this person starts telling the sock about his like ambitions to make this signature chocolate that he's like in spending his whole life getting all these ingredients and then it's like cutting back and forth between the sock uh, in yes, the future yes. like Finding clues about this old chocolate shop that used to exist from this person in, um, but that's now shut down. And so they're kind of like, it's cutting back and forth between these two socks, kind of piecing together this thing where it's like all coming together and they start to realize the exact time period that this chocolate shop existed. Perfect. That's, yep. uh, I, I agree. Uh, that's the scene that is so, like, I really is the excitement of the mystery coming to a head, right? It's not the sci-fi climax of the story, but it's the climax of the mystery. <laughs> I really like it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great selection. Uh, what do our fellow chefs think? Uh, I, I yeah. think that's great. I mean, you know, after thousands of years and so many chocolate bar wrappers to finally have that mystery come together and crystallize in one sort of, you know, and, and I like the idea as well, like that we're going to be going backwards and forwards in time. Uh, while we while we tell the scene, I think that's really fun. It's like increases mm-hmm. the pacing and and builds the pressure. It's like conversations back and forth. It's a lot of fun. I'm I'm keen for sure. All right, excellent. Well, um, let's um slip on uh, a size seven plate up and uh I don't know get, get kick kick it Sucks kick though. it sock stuff. You know, I'm doing sock things. <laughs> let's just roll them up stuff. our ankles and see how it feels. <laughs> let's, let's do that. How far up the leg does it go, the sock? <laughs> Where does it stop? Nobody, Nobody knows. Ah, the 80s. Out of all the time periods you've adventured through as a temporally misaligned animated sock puppet, this one is definitely the one with the worst hair. It's all fast cars, loud music, and the imminent threat of nuclear apocalypse, and you are sick of it. 
Only you could find your partner sock and make your way home to nice, quiet Renaissance period Florence and the feet of your chocolate-loving child. Well, if there's one good thing about the 80s, it's that it's chock full of impressionable bands of ragtag kids just waiting for adventure. As soon as their friend went missing, they were all like, oh, maybe the magical sock puppet we've just met will know where they've gone. Can you imagine clinging to the scrap of chocolate wrapper stashed away in your little sock pocket? You don't have hands, after all. And you come to a decision. This is your last stop in the 1980s. You'll check this candy warehouse, and if there's no sign of a matching wrapper, you'll find a way to time jump out of this cursed decade and continue your quest for a way home. lay in the corner looking around the dark dimly lit room and the man on the other side wielding a knight sword and bronze armor readying himself for battle in this era of dragons and ferocious beasts where sunrise would bring a battle like no other all you could think of is chocolate chocolate and a little girl's face whose memory becomes more and more hazy with each passing day cling tightly to the empty chocolate wrapper beside you. Well, as well as a sock puppet like yourself can cling to anything. Its shiny exterior depicting the word Florentino, your only clue to finding the chocolate shop from which it came, and so the little girl who you fondly remember eating it. It is absolutely vital that this night, this man Sir Galahad, leads you to uncover the mystery of this boutique chocolate shop. Neither time nor space shall stop you from returning to the girl, no matter where in time this chocolate shop lies. Here you find yourself, lost so far in a corner of time that you can't tell past from future. Ah, at last, the sunrise. Sir Galahad readies his sword and steps outside. Battle begins. Kids have done their jobs well. The tough kid helped Jack van. The tech-savvy one went Radio Shack MacGyver and built some kind of sci-fi lockpick gun. And the cool one has been playing some awesome tunes on the 8-track. Great taste. The violent femmes have some great back catalog stuff. You look around the van as the kids celebrate their youth, singing and dancing despite their woes. You peer at them through stern dead, googly eyes. You may be a sock puppet, but these kids are marionettes, dancing to your tune. They really want to find their missing friend. Posters, radio ads, milk cartons. And that might make you feel bad if you hadn't been cursed to wander forever through time, a single sock separated from its pairing. The unknown sea of time you have sailed across has numbed you to their plight. You set your sights on a warehouse, dark and dusty. You've heard of a discontinued chocolate that may match your stashed wrapper fragment. Of course, you've promised your friendly future adults that the place will contain all the answers to their misplaced amigo. Once inside, you direct the children to a dusty box, faded with age. 
You hasten then to open it, and inside, you see a name you'd almost given up on seeing. It's not the same design, no, it was the result of quite a lot of redesigning, but it, it was the right chocolate in bold cursive font. You see, Florentino. That was the brand. Excitedly, you inquire further. Made in Florence since 1736. Your next move will be to infiltrate CERN and find a way to access a super collider, but for now, you think these kids should get to have some burgers. After all, they can't help you initiate a super collision on an empty stomach. Fireball erupts overhead, embers singeing the bright candy wrapper markings on your fuzzy head. Your googly eyes shake as Merlin descends, riding a cloud. He holds in his hand a burned body, and you realise with some relief as Merlin drops it at King Arthur's feet that it still lives. This is the one. If that sock is correct, this man is blood-tied to ancient Meridian's dragon tether. You are glad that the googly eyes do not give away emotion. They bought every line of your fantasy mumbo-jumbo. But what has that old wizard done? He's nearly ruined everything. He wasn't supposed to kill the man. You need to talk to him. You're not sure exactly what he knows. That's why you need him alive. You're beginning to suspect you may have laid it on a little thick, considering the totally unnecessary fantasy battle raging around your camp. You probably could have been a little subtler. This is he? Arthur's voice trembles. You're not surprised, as far as he knows, the man in front of them is moments away from summoning... Well, you can't entirely remember what you said. Something dramatic. Arthur draws his shining sword. It is the only way. This Florentino's dark secrets can only be banished by Excalibur itself. Arthur nods, but you've gone cold. Well, as cold as a sock puppet like yourself can go. That name... You take control and Sir Galahad draws his blade in a quick, sudden rush, stepping before his king and blocking the deadly strike. Your socky grip shakes under the blow, the hilt of the sword almost twisting, but your desperation wins out. You must find your way home, and Florentino... Florentino is the last piece of the puzzle. It's his chocolate shop. You realise he must survive. Sir Galahad's eyes are wide as Arthur looks down at the ringing swords. You stand over the burned body and raise the blade in Galahad's for socked hand. You will not touch him. <laughs> I'm really disappointed, though. I had to cut a Sir Galahand joke for time. Oh, okay, well, oh, I've got it in here. Just so saved can- it. Truly, your 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 tyranny is not able to be stopped. You can't control me. I really, really enjoyed that. I thought that it was um, a, a lovely time, a lovely sock-based time. Thank you so much for your prompt uh, this evening, Norelli. I had a really fun time with it. Oh, thank you guys for having me. And it was heaps of fun, like, creating this <laughs> sock 
chocolate story. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward for I love where Chop it Chop Studios newest venture after this, uh, you know. Ah, uh, it's Kismet. Of course, Chop Chip Studios and chocolate is life. Oh, I <laughs> yeah, just look realized. At that, look at that. It's a spiritual um, uh, connection there. That is all the time we have here in the Hook Cook Kitchen. Before we do depart, Norali, could you just give us one last plug? Oh, yes. Um, so if you're interested in hearing um, and uh, seeing more about The Art of Murder, you can follow us at Chokchip Animation on YouTube and Instagram and Chokchip Anim on Twitter. And um, thank you so much again, guys, for having me. I've had such an awesome time and um, it really means a lot that you invited me on. I really appreciate it. So kind it. of you to say when it's, it's truly you doing the favor for us. Uh- <laughs> yeah, we're super glad to have had you. Um- and Narali, just quickly, where and when will people be able to see The Art of Murder? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Good question. Um, you will be able to see it. Um, the pilot will be on YouTube and it will be premiering this summer, Australian summer. So depending on where you are in the Excellent. world. So sometime around December, January? Yes, around there. Perfect. Excellent. That's um, awesome. something we can all look forward to as the new year rolls around. Um, uh, it is uh, time for us to end the shift in the Hook Cook Kitchen. As I have mentioned, if you would like to shoot a prompt through, uh, similar to Norelli's fantastic prompt for the evening, Sock of Mystery, you can shoot that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com or you can find us on the socials at hook underscore cooks. That's it. And if you are enjoying the music that we are making, the songs that we are singing, please let us know. As I mentioned in the last episode, if you're not enjoying it, don't worry about it. That's fine. Um, We don't need to know that. But we do love positive and constructive feedback. It's really grooming the audience very well there, Mitch. (laughs) Really. Don't make us cry. Don't make us cry. Very sensitive. Um, Soft, soft. uh, Thank you to Halizna for our opening theme, Sailing Away. And of course, thank you to Jack's mum for the side salad. Thanks, mum. (laughs) Um, I I think that's it. Um, I've been Connor, your larder critter. I'm Dishbot playing the role of Jack. I'm Nerali, our. Animation chocolatier. Fantastic. And I am Mitch, the Monster Chef. Thank you so much for joining us in the kitchen. Are we happy, everyone? Yes, yes chef. chef. Awesome. <laughs> oh, sorry. Can we do it again? No, no, that's perfect. I really like that. <laughs> job is to have fun and just have fun <laughs> sounds good but do uh, do talk though we yeah, will yeah 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 okay have fun yeah and have fun <laughs> that's good. have fun good. while talking because yeah. that's basically what a podcast is that is that's pretty much you've described a podcast haven't you <laughs> just don't like play a board game in the background or anything like that you yeah. know what i mean oh, like yeah <laughs>